<laughs> I think I think I'm good. Okay, any last minute advice? If you could give first year Daniel any advice, what would it be? <laughs> first year Daniel. First year Daniel. Uh, Lost Daniel. I, I I think well I think the advice we get it's all about. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage, and in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. Katie and Daniel here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Today Hi. we are chatting about your first year in real estate and what to expect, what to prepare for. And I mean, this could be pretty much something for anybody in at any point in their career it could be i think i'm only you didn't ask me why i'm snickering this time but i like (laughs) i like how you just get right into it i'm all about the preamble i'll talk for like 10 minutes before we actually get to the topic and you're just like yo what's up here's what we're talking about today let's get into it probably because we're recording this huddled in a bunker in our house while our children are running around listen i am an efficient person and i need to get things done so i'm still managing to pull us back to useless banter before we get to it because that's what i do that is true but let's get back on it yes so so bring us back to where we were bring it back oh now now (laughs) Here, flip it and reverse it. Go. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So we we chatted this month about something f- for new realtors, and it's something I think a topic that a lot of people are looking to understand better what it is they need to do within their first year. I think a lot is said about like what brokerage to choose, which we'll touch upon a little bit, or certain aspects of it. But knowing an overall strategy for your entire year, I think, is really helpful for a lot of people getting into this. Yeah. And like you said, this would be relevant. I think even for like we've learned now, and we'll probably touch on this too, like as we are going through our own business and we've been in it for more than a year, there's a lot of our own advice and a lot of the things that people should start off with that we're still just getting into now and should yeah. start developing for ourselves. So a well, lot Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Please but- interrupt me. <laughs> there's our kids. But I I have to say that this is probably like if I were coming into the industry now, this is this like if I knew now, if how do I say this? If you knew then what, what you I know, know now, now, then I would have just leapfrogged, I think, like a lot of different growing pains and things that you just happen to forget about or not do within your first few years just because like you're so inundated with all of this information. So I'm hoping that this is kind of allowing everybody to leapfrog like, you know, two, three, four years into their career. You're going to be based a, on this a top information. producer, as they say. <laughs> yeah. But if I knew now, well, whatever I was. I'm if you sure, knew then what you know now, you download you. this podcast. Exactly. So, so let's, let's get into do it. it. Okay, so let's let's get some of the early stuff that's less relevant to people who have been in in the industry. Okay. Going because if you are new or if you're just finishing your courses or going through your courses right now, guess what? Your timer has already started on stuff being able to get done for your career yes. and setting you up. The the 
the what is it not the checkered flag what is it the green flag sure whatever the gun the starting gun doesn't shoot once you pass right the moment you make the decision to be in this industry you can start preparing yourself more than just studying for the courses exactly and we've noticed with our own agents the ones that have joined us and started like the training and mentorship and all that kind of stuff a few months before they're actually registered and ready to start trading they've just they're ready to hit the ground running that much sooner and they're more confident going into things so it's 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 a great way to get a get started as soon as you possibly can, whether that's with a brokerage or just doing your own thing in the background. Um, Like a few examples I can think of is just like your branding, for example. Like that's something that if you have an idea about, and we've got branding sessions, but things that you want to start thinking about in terms of what your business cards are going to look like or your signs. I try not to laugh, but it was funny. your business cards. So that's just like one example, but those are things that like you can think about ahead of time and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be registered to start thinking about your branding. Well, especially if if your vision for your business is once I get my license, I'm I'm good to start working. Mm-hmm. Just think realistically about that. If you haven't actually laid the foundation for how your business is going to run, it's going to be pretty tough to hit the ground running or to even hit the ground walking Mm -hmm. if you don't have those building blocks in place. Now, there's nothing wrong, and both of us started with that stuff once we got our licenses. Yeah. Um, So, And that's the common way to do things. But take a look at where you're at if you haven't yet got your license, if you're going through the courses, and if there is extra time, Mm -hmm. and we're all home now, so maybe you've got some extra time. Yeah. Start asking yourselves all these other questions beyond the textbooks. Yeah. And start planning. So that might be talking to people and and all sorts of other things that will continue into your first year and beyond, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, But get your planning together. Yeah. Do whatever you, you can. And if you don't know what to do, go on Google, go on YouTube. Like there's so many things that, that you can get in terms of tips and, and talking to other people like what, and ask them the question, like what are the things that you wish you would have done before you got registered in order to be that much further ahead? And I'm sure a lot of people can recommend different things or aspects to build on your business. Definitely. Or just listen to any of our 104 previous episodes because they're true. all things. Binge listen. Yeah. That'd be a lot of time. My God, don't do that. Listen to like two. Put us on like double speed. That's what you do. That's what I, no, it's one and a half, not double. Us Double's on double low. speed would be aggressive. Yeah. You know what? Us on one and a half, my laugh goes like, it's like a witch laugh. Like, <laughs> like that. But at normal speed, it's just a, It's like, ha ha It's just so, so <laughs> beautiful. All right. Anyway, moving on. So, okay. Let's say you are in your first year. You've just entered your first, or do you want to stick to before? Have they not, have no, they not got their d- license done. yet? No, you're licensed. Well, okay. Well, when you get your license, though, let's think about some of the tangible things anyway that you need to be prepared for, right? Because when we bring in new agents, often we're speaking to them right as they're passing their courses and they're ready to go. And there's a lot of common questions we get, and it's because there's things you aren't taught that you still need to know. And some of it is just basic things like, how do I get registered? Mm-hmm. How much is this going to cost me? How often? What information do I need to just get my paperwork through quickly? And no disrespect to the bodies that put that all together, but there's a pretty specific process that you need to be prepared for mm-hmm. when you're doing that sort of stuff. So ask those questions. Even if, even if you've got your courses done and you're putting the paperwork in, 
I advise you. Oh, you mean like in terms of getting registered? Yeah, getting registered. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still getting them registered right me. now. You're losing. Me. Oh yeah, you're kind of looking off. Like either you hated what <laughs> I, I was saying or you had no I idea like, what I was saying. We... Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, it's because I don't, because I don't want to, I don't want to talk about specific organizations, but there's all kinds of them, and they're all, and it doesn't matter where you are, you've got a process to register. Yeah, and the costs and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's definitely important. Just understand what that's going to be, yeah. right? Because it, it is on a price tag side. It can be a hefty price tag when you just mm-hmm. paid for all your courses and you're like, shit, yeah. now I have thousands more I need to pay for exactly. dues or whatever. Yep. And then little things like what's your trade name going to be? Mm-hmm. Is it your legal name? Do you have a maiden name and a married name? What kind of proof of identification do you need? These are all real life things that have held up countless registrations for people. Mm-hmm. And that will frustrate you and it's avoidable by just reading instructions and asking your questions before you put all that stuff in. So prepare for it, but also work with the brokerage or the people who are helping file for you so that it all gets done efficiently. Exactly. And then also, obviously, one of the next steps is going to be choosing your brokerage. And we've done an entire episode on that, which we'll link to that in this episode on the show notes. Mm -hmm. But like going back to the before part, like if you have some brokerages in mind, follow them on social media, reach out to some of the agents that are with the brokerage or follow them on social media as well. And just kind of see how they work, what they're up to, what kinds of things they do on a daily basis. Like that will give you a really good sense of the culture for the brokerage that you're with. And I think for the most part, a lot of people really like culture is important to them. So seeing it firsthand and, and without it should be. Yeah. Well, and seeing it firsthand without being told what it's like, like it's like don't tell me, show me kind of thing. If you can kind of do that behind the scenes work ahead of time, it'll just help you become a lot more comfortable with your decision once you're ready to make it. Yeah, like th- this is your time to be skeptical and to ask tough questions and really try to live what things are going to be like in different environments, right? Because nobody wants to join up with somebody and then leave two months later because right. it didn't work for them. So yeah. so don't just trust the post of somebody on Facebook or your best friend is at a brokerage. Maybe that is a great factor, mm-hmm. right? But how do you work? What are you looking for? What's important to you? And like you said, like the fit and the culture above all else, it should be important to you and it should be important to the brokerage you're joining as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so doing that work ahead of time is great. Um, There's something else I was going to say on that, and now I've completely forgotten. In terms of the work ahead of time, we're still in the great before. Yeah, no, it's just like the broker. Oh, okay, yeah. And in terms of selecting a brokerage, like I've heard a lot of advice lately on recent podcasts about people saying like you need to join a team. Like that's the way to get started in this industry. Mm -hmm. And I do agree because the aspects of a team really set that person up, get them in the field a lot sooner and get them, you know, it's, it's about, it's not necessarily about the team. It's just about that mentorship component and that, um, job shadowing that -hmm. you get with joining a team. So I would highly recommend doing that, whether it's with a team or with maybe a, a couple of agents in within the brokerage that are willing to do that for you, or the brokerage itself offers some sort of a mentorship program or you know job shadowing, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. 
that just like makes you so much more confident because the, um, you know, you can be told all you want about different scenarios, but until you're actually living them and seeing them in person, it just, it clicks. And then your confidence level soars because you've seen it in person, you know what you need to do, and then you're good to go. And this goes too for if you are coming, a lot of people come into the industry with a couple of family and friends or whatever in tow. And they're thinking, hey, I'm good because I've got my first client lined up. It helps to have somebody or several people alongside you to experience your first thing. So even if it's your own, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be a a lone wolf. There's a plug for a real estate tech company. (laughs) You don't want to be on your own out of the gate. As good as you may be, um, it's not the end of the world. Again, for both of us, we started oh, on yeah. our own with zero well, support from anywhere. And this anywhere. is a perfect example of something I wish I could have done. If I could have gone on a listing presentation with an agent or mm-hmm. even a buyer's visit just to see the questions that were asked and how it all works. Like what happens with the lockbox? What happens if there's a, an agent there at the same time as you? Like how how do you all, like there's all these little things and it's things you'll pick up over time, but if you can be with somebody as they're going through it themselves, it's going to be so much easier just to be able to expect it and to manage your own client's expectations down the line because you know it's going to happen. Okay, so the, I'm going to transition this into a larger topic that this segues really well into. Well, then go right ahead. Which, which is the way you leverage the people around you throughout your first year and beyond. But it is so important to use all the resources that are available to you, all the feedback, all the advice that you've got to be able to shape how you do your business, right? Because you come into this, even with all the plans in the world about what you're going to be like and what you're focused on and all that, I find the most useful resource that is available is the feedback and opinions of the colleagues that we're closest to. It's not necessarily... Um, telling you what you need to do, but whether it's in our case, I mean, we do, we have mentorship sessions with all of our agents. We've got coaching, we've got team meetings, we've got role playing, but all of these different things, however you choose to do it, you need to be in a position where you're not just going at your first year thinking you know what's right. Because having other people giving you feedback or teaching you how they do it will shape you into what you want to be mm-hmm. and give you a lot of insight into how you are right out of the gate as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it, that's the thing. It's not about recreating the wheel. It's about like there's, there's proven systems and strategies in place that people use for good reason. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like how it works, you'll, you'll be able to fine tune it based on what you want once you've gone through the process of, of doing it how somebody else like how, not exactly how, but just, you know, right. that kind of thing. So well, yeah. That there's so many people in this industry. For sure. Yeah. Right. And uh, there are so many people among those so many people who are willing to help. Yes. And that's what you need to leverage, right? But make sure you're leveraging the right people. Well, yeah. That's but- important. And that's why I talked about before, like doing your research and following people and maybe like not necessarily like reaching out to them right away, but like seeing how they operate. And if you really like how they work, then those are the people to reach out to because obviously you want to kind of have your business, run your business similar to how they do. Right. Well, and this is where, again, like you were saying, it's it depends on the type of 
person you are, the type of things you like to do, the approach yeah. you're going to want to take. Because mm-hmm. there's successful people in all wings of this industry, yeah, right? And you'll find people who are you know, successful or who are doing things the way you want, regardless of how that is. Mm-hmm. So take the time to find that. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with getting to know people who do it all sorts of different ways to give yourself insight not just on how it's done, but also to help shape what you like and what you don't like. Because mm-hmm. we always talk about, you know, there's value in trying things to know that you don't like doing yes, it that way. Yes, exactly. Also. Well, yeah, a perfect example for us is a few years ago, we we went, we bought into this online lead platform CRM combination type thing. Mm-hmm. And we quickly realized that it wasn't something that we enjoyed doing. Like bringing cold leads in and trying to transition them into buyers was was a really painful process. It wasn't something we enjoyed. But until we actually did it for ourselves, there were tons of people saying, this is the company, this is how I build my business, blah, blah, blah. And good for them. Mm -hmm. I, I still believe that they did it with this company. But for us, it was just not something that we were interested in doing right so that's that's a great example so you do have to do a lot of trial and error when you first start out um, and that's okay and and expect that and plan for that in your first year Mm -hmm. like because if there's one message i've got for your first year it's it's about expectations and it's about everybody who comes into any industry or job with these images of grandeur or what they've Mm -hmm. seen on tv or what they're picturing their first lambo is going to look like Mm -hmm. six months in where that's very possible it might happen, but you've got to do it the right way and you've got to set yourself up for sustained success and growth mm-hmm. and fulfillment for yourself. That's not going to happen if on day one, you're all just about where's my next deal, right? Right, And I'm going to do what, I, what retargeting sends me to first when I go on Facebook and the first ad that knows I'm a realtor says, buy this system and mm. go to this brokerage. And, you know, this is the script you need to use because, yeah, it might work for some people, but it very likely is not you. The first thing that you see, the first person you talk to, I think the more you're able to experience different things, the more you can piece together what works for you. That's why we like that's how we built our brokerage. Mm -hmm. It was from having experiences, good and bad, in lots of different places and saying, I like that, I don't like that, I like that, I don't like that, and mm-hmm. I'm like this, and I'm not like that. Let's take all the things that we enjoy and want to do right. and make that who we are. Yeah. So that's what you need to do when you enter this field and as you continue forward as well, is just filter through things to really hone in on what's important to you and what you value. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing more tangible is figuring out like who your suppliers are going to be and no understanding the costs of doing business. I think that's really important because especially when you're listing properties, there are significant costs that could potentially go into something like that. And when you go out on your first listing presentation and it's and you don't understand that, you could promise things and potentially discount your commission and end up making very minimal money. So things like staging, for example, is a big cost. And some people offer it, some people don't, but that's a very hefty expense. And if you're not able to plan for that financially through the commission that you're going to earn, it's going to become a big problem. And maybe it's just a mistake you make in your first thing, first, first deal, but just knowing ahead of time, like how much does an average, you know, condo 
cost to stage? How much does an average house cost to stage? What are the photographer fees? What about drones? What about videography? Um, I'm trying to think of other things like um, it could be anything. Inspections, be cleaning. It's, it's, yeah. Are you offering to do handyman's and yeah. painting? Dar- disposal of things, helping with. There's a million things you could spend money on. Well, it's been, it's about spending money, but also like even having a team behind you. Like if you have somebody that you can trust, that's like a handyman that like your clients could use. Like you're not necessarily you're paying for it, but just somebody that's like a trusted advisor in different fields that you can call upon when you need them for your clients. I think is really really exciting to and not exciting. You're like sorry, we're getting distracted because there's children there's running. A, there's like a it's like herd a of woolly mammoths above her head right now but But anyway yeah the i i think a trap that a lot of people can get into and this is another example of that with costs is you see things especially before you're in the industry you see Mm -hmm. it through the eyes of a client and you see it through the eyes of the marketing you get yeah and everybody promises everything or at Mm -hmm. least that's what you see and maybe you tell yourself okay well i guess i'm gonna have to offer all this stuff and the more you're able to immerse yourself in what is real and what is not and what you want to do with your business from a cost and profit and all that perspective, you need to be able to ask yourselves those questions and establish that as your plan before you jump into the market. Because right. like you said, I mean, you very well will make a mistake or two and that's expected mm-hmm. and it'll cost you some money you didn't expect to pay. But making a mistake and then establishing what you're going to go out there with mm-hmm. is better than going out there with something and making the mistake once the world already is hearing you've planned to do something that you didn't realize was no good. Right. Right. So try to just do research. Like the first year, if there's a theme to this, it's about learning. It's about mm-hmm. educating yourself and and taking your first year to just go beyond what you learned in the courses and now get the real life view of what the job entails. Yeah. The more in the field you can be, the better. And that's not necessarily going to happen solo, but just having people that are willing to take you out and just show you the ropes um, is going to be super helpful for you and just give you the confidence that you need. Another thing is the paperwork. Paperwork is obviously part of our business and knowing like the different clauses and just knowing it to the T that you can explain it to anybody really easy, really confidently. That's something that a lot of new agents stumble on. And that's something that makes them nervous even talking to potential clients because they end up being not like shying away from the actual paperwork. Like I can't even like, this is ridiculous. I don't know if the microphone (laughs) is picking this up, but like, I'm pretty sure one or more children is going to fall through the ceiling onto us right now. Or that they've recruited an elephant to come and join them playing. I don't know what is happening. I know. Anyway, it's this is this is life in not even 2022. <laughs> this is the last two Hopefully you two guys years. understand, but it is what it is. You probably don't hear it, but it is like the walls are shaking right now and so yeah. such is life. But that is also and like if if we're going to segue from that, whether you're new or not, you need to be aware of the environment that you're in, right? So when you're listening to people and when you're experiencing things, experience things and listen to things through the lens of where we are right now and have an understanding of where you'd like to be if and when things are going to be different, right? So like if I was to watch a seminar right now or take coaching or mentorship or whatever from somebody who was doing business four years ago, 
it's a different environment right now. Like not just the market, but the tools we use, you know, the way we can operate. You need to be in tune with the way that things are working right now. Like if one if a big part of your business plan is open houses or mm. or if it's um I don't know, or if it's, you know, like hand to hand combat, like door to door, handshaking, running events, things like that. Yeah. That could definitely become part of your business, but leverage the environment we're in to learn the environment we're in. Yeah. And know that that's a goal you've got that you can still research and it's all about growing and learning and planning. But who the hell knows what's happening for the mm-hmm. next six months, a year, forever, <laughs> right? Like when we first did the, like this podcast with, with recording it, it's gone back and forth between studios and equipment and sitting yeah. and hiding and in the <laughs> office and on a couch and surrounded by kids and dogs and whatever. And that's okay as long as we're expecting that to be the case. And we were expecting noise, not so much a stampede today, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much like my main ideas that I wanted to get across. The the only other thing I wanted to mention is there's so many resources out there, podcasts, book podcasts, books. Um, You're doing a great job of making fun of yourself today. I know, I'm, I'm doing it before anything. you make fun of me. <laughs> not, I, I thought it sounded refined. Yeah, but a mixture of podcasts, audiobooks, like actual physical books, if you do read um, real books still, because <laughs> I never do, read. Do people do that? You know, we have, um, you know, we have 30 books taken up from the library right now that I've uh, renewed about six times and no one's actually read them. Yeah. I just I don't want to go back to the library to return them. <laughs> yeah, but things things like this podcast or, you know, I, I can give some shout outs to other podcasts like the Tom Ferry podcast. Um Super Agents Live, David Greenspan's podcast. You're rolling your eyes at me right now. I'm just trying to think of different podcasts that would be helpful for people okay. starting out. No, no, Leave me alone, man. List Please. things. Go, go. No, you, you're you you are the anti lister. Like he, I am the anti lister. He doesn't want me to like be any listy at all. But I'm just giving you guys some tips. I, don't know, I, just, I just wasn't even thinking about podcasts and things anymore. My brain was in a different place altogether. Okay, can I give you a few more? Please. Yeah. Okay, listen to these podcasts. Okay, and go. I'm just I'm just telling you the ones that I listen to that I find are very helpful. So, can you tell them what they focus on so that people these know? focus on all all different areas of real estate. So <laughs> okay. I can't I can't be that helpful. But these are just ones that I like that tend to deliver really good content in a way that is entertaining, like we are. Hopefully, this banter back and forth. Anyway, I'll go on. Massive Agent Podcast, Women Rocking Real Estate for Women, um, Prime People Podcast, The Over Ask Podcast, Mindshare Podcast, The Ninja Selling Podcast, Tom Ferry, Super Agents Live. Um, I mean, I have a whole bunch of other ones, but those are the main ones that I like to listen to. Okay. You will. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I didn't say thank, say thank you, you, but okay. Okay, what do you want to move on to? I, I was just going to say on a higher level. Oh, the, sorry, I'm not at your higher level. No, no, no. Like like on a more vague and useless level then. <laughs> That's the thing. You, I want to give you guys tangible but okay, things you can walk away I'll, with, I'll, not just like the high level. Like Okay, but all I was going to say fairy. is. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> you, you done? Yes. <laughs> You need to establish the questions you're trying to ask is all I was going to say. Okay. Figure, no, you're, <laughs> she's looking at me like, oh, fuck off. 
That's how she's looking at me right now. You need to know what you want to know so that you can go to the right resources to answer the questions, right? Okay, but I like the, I like to listen to a variety so that's that fine. I that, get creative that's, that's and why start you thinking got, of different ideas. Go listen to the podcast. Like I'm not saying don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> We're all over the place too. I'm, I'm just saying that when you're planning and when you're putting together things and all that – Take it. The all I'm saying is the first step is just identify what it is you're trying to. Yes, I agree. To learn, yes. you're gonna get it from everywhere. I'm not saying go to one place, but it's helpful when there's a question you're trying to an, trying to answer, when there's an objective you're trying to reach. Yeah, when it's there's like, a focus you want to have. It's, absolutely, totally agree. It's, it's everything else that we talk about all the time, and that's no different, in, especially yeah, no, in your I first wrote down, year. Like I wrote the power of focus down in my notes because I'm listy, but. <laughs> Oh, in Lord. there, I someone's chippy today. No, I'm not chippy. You're chippy. 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 Um, but yes, I agree that like there's a lot of things thrown at you in terms of seminars and courses and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it's important to figure out what your objective is before you start just buying all these courses or attending all these seminars. Um, that's really important. So I agree with you. Yeah, I, I I think because it was while you were listing podcasts, you thought that me saying that meant don't listen to all the podcasts. You can you can go to all of these things. All I'm saying is when you're listening to them, be on the lookout for the things you're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get things you didn't think about, and that's great. But like everything else we talk about, if you've got yeah. something you're trying to accomplish, are you picking like flies out of my hair? Am I a monkey right now? <laughs> no. You're like picking things. That, yeah, I wish this was a video. We I'm stood, patting we, your head. You're patting my head with your fingertips. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Your ears are getting red. My, yeah, and honestly. You have the veins in your forehead. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, uh, oh, boy. Okay. Man. Okay, well, I, I, I'm good now. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm good. Okay, any last-minute advice? If you could give first-year Daniel any advice, what would it be? <laughs> First year Daniel. First year Daniel. Uh, Lost Daniel. I, I think, well, I think the advice we get, it's all about have a plan is what it is. It's don't go into things and just think you're going to hit the ground as a successful person. Go into things with an expectation that learning will get you farther and seek out the things that are going to make you better. Mm-hmm. So it I, to me, the first year is about finding out who you are and what you want to be. Mm-hmm. So my advice is if you come out of your first year and you've got direction mm-hmm. so that you can do the OTB 100 at the end of your year and know what you're going to put into all those things and have a focus and have a plan, then you've had a successful first year. It's not about the GCI. I know you have to pay the bills, but it's not about how much money you made because that's not sustainable if you don't make it in the context of a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. And something that you enjoy doing. Yes, which hopefully is what your plan is centered around. Right. Yes, and what would your advice be <laughs> there while I pick flies out of your hair? So my advice, I've got a few different pieces of advice. Number I, one. You asked me for one. Okay, well, because you're you're lengthy. I can I can do like three in the All right, go. Time number one. Okay, number one, <laughs> don't get obsessed or don't get don't fall into the trap of seeing like people coming out of ferraris and drive like not driving but like hopping in (laughs) private jets like all of like there's a lot of bullshit bullshit out there and 
personas and all that. And yes, it might play into somebody's marketing and and branding and whatever it is, but don't feel like you're lesser than because you're not pulling up to your first showing in like a, I don't know, (laughs) but that's, that's one piece of advice. So take your time, do it the way you want to do it. Um, and you had two more. I I did. Now I've lost. What okay, I was that say. that's no, no, the no, advice. Okay, well, fine. Okay, should, should that's, I that's should advice. I like should I kill time? <laughs> that that's always been the best advice, though, and that will withstand any industry and any profession and any year of your job. Mm-hmm. Don't believe the hype. Make your own hype. Yes. Well, I, I don't mean that as fake it to make it, but like mm-hmm. you're the story that matters. Yes. Okay. Everyone else's stories, whether it's true or not, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? They're not inviting you in their private jets. And if they are, does that make you feel good? Or does that just make you feel like you're, like you said, like a lesser than? Yeah. And the other, I guess the other, only other thing I'd, I would have done in my first year is I wish I would have reached out to more people that I admired in the industry and just picked their brain, took them out for coffee, and just did that kind of thing to really understand. Um, how they got started and advice. I think it's just like it's people have lived this career and they've gone through the ups and downs. So if you can get a head start by knowing what not to do and what to do, um, I I just think you're going to be so much further ahead. Absolutely. There's a whole lot of paying it forward in this industry and every Mm -hmm. industry. So and there's a lot of great people in the industry. You're going to run into slime balls and crappy people, but they're like I'd, I'd say more more often than not, the people out there are really awesome at just sharing best practices and supporting you. Yes. All right, that's all I got. All right. Fun times. I'm good. Let's go see the stampede. <laughs> I, I, I like. I don't even want to keep talking, but I also don't want to go up to our children either right now. But let's do that. Let's pour a bottle of wine and. <laughs> go up there put in one of those camel backs with the straws that come from our backpack and just go up and chug some red sounds like a plan all right goodbye everybody peace out